Well now, James, they've changed the regulations concerning the air boxes and the wings, and yet you're still extremely fast. How do you do it? Big balls. And welcome back to the hot lap. Alex and James here. We're talking at Silverstone. We're talking Austria. We're talking Pats 2.0 Project Cars. And this may well be the last podcast many of you hear before F1 2015 hits the stores. Alex. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another podcast. Hello, James. Hello, hello. Um, just an interesting one before before we uh, go into Austria. I was I was um, I was on the toilet as you do, and I was looking at Autosport. You know the uh, uh, no particular news, but then I think I clicked on too many stories and it wanted me to pay. I just wanted to say that really annoys me. There you go. <laughs> That's the end of my rant. It just annoys me that they want me to pay another what twenty nine fifty nine p to read the rest of the story. It's like seriously Autosport, but there you go. Yeah, I think. It is a bit, I mean, I know they've got like unique viewpoints you can read about various things, but it just drives you away from the website to go and look elsewhere, doesn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think yeah, you, you couldn't have said it any better, Alex. It, it absolutely, it absolutely does, because there's nothing there that is almost like must, must have, for example. You know, they don't do must, they don't do really, really good exclusive podcasts with fantastic interviews. They mm. don't do um, unique videos and things like that, or, or you know, interesting like race previews and race reviews. No, and it, it's all part of thing. I think if you get their subscription per year, um, I, th- I think that the Autosport Online possibly comes free. But yeah, but there you go. Well, here's, here's whilst we're on the subject of just thinking, here's one for you. Yep. Who on earth decided to run the Formula E Championship at Battersea at the same weekend as Festival of Speed? That was a bit of a mistake, really, wasn't it? Just a bit. If you're if you're if you're a fan of motorsport, uh, which which one are you going to go to? I think unless you live probably within about ten minutes of Battersea Park and you're yeah, a motorsport yeah, yeah. fan, I think you're right, absolutely. But ten, maybe the interesting thing would have been to actually have the Formula E at the Goodwood Festival of Speed during the Festival of Speed. Could have done that. I mean, that would have been brilliant, wouldn't it? Because they've got a track there they can use. I know yeah. it's not a street track, but it would have been interesting. And it would have been another reason, you know, it would have been one of the, one of the highlights. Yeah. But there you go. Yeah. That's my, that's my little, well, it's not a rant, really. It's just plain stupidness. Which one would you have gone to, by the way, if you had tickets? Uh, more so Goodwood, really. Okay. Um, you? Same. Yeah, I've been to the Festival of Speed twice. And I really, really, even though it's quite similar, as to like the the how, what from some of the stuff you see, even though there's different cars in it and and the way the way it is. I mean, it's not one of those things. I think I the festival of speed I could go to for like six, seven years in a row. As much as I enjoy it, it's because it's quite it's quite similar as to what you see. The the, the cars change obviously, but the, the the whole the whole format that sounds hypocritical because so does the Grand Prix, but the Grand Prix is unpredictable, isn't it? With races, with racing and stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how you feel about. I mean, I mean, would you be one of those people that would go every year? To festival of speed. Yeah, uh, I'm sure there are fanatics out there, and I'd, you know, oh, love to see all the old historic cars. My only reservation is just how popular how, how popular it's become to the point of I don't think you can see as much as you'd like. No, it has. It is got really crowded. I mean, they've got obviously when I've gone there, they've got the track thing. I sat opposite um, where all the F1 cars come out. You know, the pit pit. 
Yeah. So they, so they go flying past occasionally. You, they, there's enough space to do a couple of donuts. So you, you definitely see plenty of them. But then when you try and go in the pits on the other side, it is it's basically like rush hour on the London tubes. You know, oh, really, it's really really squashed. You you know, oh, I saw a bit of Blavreno there, but that's unless unless you're there early in the morning and you pretty much plant your place there. Yeah. That's pretty much that's pretty much going to be about it. I'd like all mm. the stalls. You know, in all the different shops. Yeah. stands um, uh, with their overpriced stuff more often than not let's be honest but it's interesting it's interesting to have a look and I think I think if anyone's into motorsport I think you're doing yourself a discredit if you don't live too far away if you, if you don't go at least once okay but, but yeah I, I, yeah I really enjoy it. I mean I'm, I'm off obviously I know you're not but I'm off to the British Grand Prix um, coming up on the Saturday and Sunday you are absolutely which which I'm which I'm looking forward to um uh, you're coming back from Hoddle, I think, then as well. Really I am. Place. Just yeah, just in just in time to uh, to catch up with the British Grand Prix. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So yes, off of Hoddle, which is why we're recording it a week early. So if any if any devastating or horrible or, or news breaking things happen between now and Silverstone, and we don't comment on it, it's because we recorded it uh, basically a week before qualifying. Yeah. So let's get into then um, a Grand Prix happened, Alex, and it was the Austrian Grand Prix. It did happen, um, I think. It, you bl- it could have been a case of blinking, you miss it. Not, it did happen, but not that much happened. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Uh, and and another Grand Prix. People are starting to talk now, aren't they? Let's be honest. Yeah, and this is another one. I think both you and I said it should be. Like Canada, you can overtake, and in the past it has had, it has given us quite interesting races, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, Michael Schumacher won in 2003, despite, obviously, uh, uh, burning up in the pit lane. Um, we've had, obviously, a couple of controversial moments down there. Uh, David Coulthard's come from the back in 98, finished second. So it's Mika Hakkinen in 1999. Eddie Irvine got one of his victory there. Was, I mean, when you look at the list of things that happened, there was a massive crash, I think, one year between Takumo Sato and, I think, Nick Heidfeld T-boning him at, I think, turn two. But uh, there's been a lot that's happened there in the few races we've had, but this one is one of the more disappointing ones, it seems. Uh, yeah, there was... The build-up was certainly around, you know, qualifying and everything with the rain and practice that we could be in for one of those either upside-down grids or, you know, cars going off, making lots of mistakes, all that kind of stuff. There was this, I don't know, anticipation, probably false anticipation, though, that something big was going to happen on race day. Yeah, it was almost like akin to you had this like a really good movie trailer that completely failed to deliver when you went to see the film. You know? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That's that. That's exactly what it what it felt like. But I've got the results. Obviously, uh, Nico Rosberg won. Um, fair play to him. He did a good job. He arguably he could have got pole, but he didn't. He was fast enough to get pole against Lewis, but Lewis got it in, and interestingly, both Mercedes in qualifying ended up. Uh, um, well, Hamilton and we. A lot of people believe. His his car, there's something went wrong with his car under braking, potentially. Uh, well, people are saying Rosberg may have made a mistake. Just gone a bit too... Just gone to, we, we don't know for sure, though. Um, but what do you think of Rosberg's victory? Good? Rosberg was on it all weekend. He was, wasn't he? Apart and from qualifying, he was the man. No, but I think he was up, wasn't he, in the final? Yeah, he was up in the final sector. Had he finished his lap, he may have got pole. Yeah. Um, Alas, he didn't. Uh, but yeah, I think you're right. He was the fastest round Austria. Uh, very similar to, to, to the last time they were there. Um, but 
Wasn't, yeah, Hamilton yeah. didn't wasn't really hooking it up throughout the whole weekend, really, was he? Um, and obviously, come race day again, um, he he didn't really probably have the pace either. No, and I think we were denied a race with Hamilton maybe not being fast enough and look and botching the start somewhat because it would have been interesting to see what would have happened with if Hamilton had got a good start. And then Rosberg probably would have been all over him, potentially, until he either passed him or they hit each other, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. You know, and uh, that kind of, like, ru- ruined our race, really. Um, I-, I kind of hoped Sebastian Vettel, who uh, unfortunately ended up finishing fourth, um, I-, I kind of hoped he'd be in the mix a bit more, especially in the first few laps. He- you know, even with the sa- when the safety guard came out, he wasn't. A bit disappointed, I was. With 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 Vettel, or the fact that that just the whole race, the whole race, the whole just, race, very the average. whole race, and yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole the whole race was rubbish. But unfortunately, I mean, uh, Sebastian Vettel obviously finishing fourth. I, you did feel that on Friday, Ferrari, if they didn't have the qualifying pace, which we thought they might well do, they possibly have the race pace. Yeah. Unless they, for whatever reason, they didn't. I. Yeah, I mean, there seemed to be some sort of suggestion that they're running quite light on fuel on practice, which gives this sort of sense that they're going to do something. Because come qualifying, they're never there, are they? No, no, no. I mean, I mean, they're sometimes as much as like four, five tenths away. You know, yeah. half a second, half a second away, which is which is a bit which is a bit alarming. And yeah, and, and unfortunately, it's it's worse than last year almost Mercedes dominance which you wouldn't have particularly guessed um and, and Ferrari really were at the moment are, are the one you know are the people's hope to okay if they can't challenge for the championship they can at least try and make the races interesting and unfortunately for whatever reason that hasn't happened yet um uh, partly also because of uh well this is the second race in a row isn't it that that that, that Ferrari or strategy and and botch pit stops and things like that um yeah have uh have gone have gone awry Silly mistakes. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, yeah. Well, well, yeah. It's uh, I. I just sort of uh, almost run out of words to say about that Grand Prix already. <laughs> I mean, let's get through this. We've got obviously uh, um, Felipe Massa finishing third. But very good for him. Let's be honest. Yeah, he. You know, he, he's sort of building up again, isn't he? Canada's quite a good Grand Prix for him. Um, Williams are showing that they're sort of third best team on the grid. Absolutely, yeah. But I mean, his third place for me, uh, you know, one of the drivers of the day. Um, but uh, especially the way he basically he managed Vettel, you know, you know, to not to come to the the pressure at the end in a much faster Ferrari. But like like I pretty much said for uh, other things, it, this was as much as Ferrari leaving an open goal for Williams essentially as it was Massa getting third himself. You know. Yeah. Um, Bottas finishing fifth, not bad. The Le Mans winner, Nico Hulkenberg, very strong race for him in sixth. Yeah. Questions already been asked, apparently, well, on the web of whether or not he should just go and move to sports car. Well, if he's, I mean, Force India, he, he can't keep on, I mean, Sauber Force India, possibly even, with, he really, this, this guy, I think he needs maybe Williams, Mercedes, Obviously, are done now for the next few years. Ferrari potentially, but it's yeah. it looks it's looking more like if Raikkonen doesn't stay, he, it's going to be Bottas. If we're honest, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know where Hulkenberg's going to go. Do you think if he stays at Force India, it's going to it's going to be more of a hindrance to him than a than a good thing? 
Um, if you take out, well, let's be honest, Red, let's give out. They decide that he was too young and they kick him out. Okay. Uh, Red Bull's a possibility. But let's take out Williams, Ferrari, Mercedes and Red Bull from the equation. And then you can say you could go to any team you want. Where are you going to go? Well, that's that's the point. Where are you going to go? That's up. best bet is going to be Lotus, isn't it? Possibly, yeah, possibly Lotus. In terms of a big name, you've got McLaren. No one wanted to go to McLaren this year. But then, but you can almost see if they, for example, you know, if they were going to get rid of either Alonso or Jensen, I don't think Hulkenberg would say no to McLaren because because of the name rather yeah. than the, rather than actually how good they're doing. But yeah, you're right. I think the next possible one, realistically speaking, is potentially going to be Lotus to and really to despite him having a good race, finishing seventh, yeah. to replace Pastor Maldonado. Yeah. Whether or not Button decides to jump ship at the end of the season, or it's one of, well, it's another one of those discussions of, do you hold it out for another year and hope that McLaren come back much, much stronger next year? Or do you just think, you know what, I'm going to jump ship now, and I'm sure there's a drive for me, this could be Button. Sorry. There's, um, and there's a drive for me in, in sports car next year. Yeah, possibly. I think I'd almost say, and I know it doesn't work like this, but McLaren owe button another year after this year. I think if he wanted to stay on, you know. Yeah. Now I appreciate obviously Stoffel Van Dorn uh, impressed McLaren. Uh, I think at the uh, Austria test, but um, I still feel that McLaren should do, absolutely do their best in, in terms of keeping the continuity for next year and, mm. and to try and improve this package. Um, I, th- I think getting a rookie in that team at the moment, the way the team is, is going to be more of a hindrance than a help, in my opinion, for yeah. McLaren. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, yeah I, th- I think Hulkenberg stops in a rock and a hard place, isn't he? Um, having said that, I think you said, as you were saying, if he, the rumours, if he did go to, um, obviously, sports cars, you know, the WBC, he's going to, unlike Formula 1, I think he'd instantly be in the line for a top drive, a car that can win. Hmm. But if you want to be successful and be noticed then sports cars not really where it's at is it because no Pete you don't make your name in sports car and everyone knows who you are you walk into a restaurant you say I'm a Formula 1 driver everyone knows you say you're a sports car driver people go what's that yeah you're right still with the exception possibly of winning Le Mans I think um, unfortunately people forget very quickly um, yeah. that's to be reminded I think after a year but I think that initial two three weeks after the one people might remember yeah but you're right in terms of uh, the average Joy sports driver it's it's still I mean the sports cars in the grand scheme of motorsports it, it's up there but kind of like uh, it's still quite you know like like rallycross and I'll even, I'll even argue rallying unless you're the world champion um, it's still quite a niche sport isn't yeah. it unfortunately um, and when everyone thinks of motorsport um, around the world probably possibly apart from America most people think of Formula 1 yeah exactly yeah you're right um, Pascal Donato in 7th wow not bad <laughs> yeah he's he's put it put it a bit put it together isn't he for that one he, did, he, had, he had that moment with Max Verstappen um, uh, passing him I'm not sure what that all was about but no one crashed in the end and obviously Max finishing 8th no, yeah, you know, not bad for him. Perez uh, ninth, and Danny Ricardo um, at Red Bull's home track in tenth. Uh, oh well. Um, Felipe Nasser eleventh, Daniel Kvyat twelfth, Marcus Ericsson thirteenth, Roberto Merry uh, finishing fourteenth. Not bad, really. Uh, I think that might be the hu- possibly the highest place he's finished. 
I think this in his F1 career. Bearing in mind the amount of retirements, which will list. Uh, I mean, I mean, obviously Roman Grosjean retired. Um, Carlos Sainz retired. Jensen Button retired after eight laps. Will Stevens retired on the first lap, and then Kimi Räikkönen and Fernando Alonso. What did you think of the Kimi and Alonso crash? That was really, really strange. Well, it was it was based on how I don't know. It, it was just a just a driver error, wasn't it? On Kimi's fault, it was slightly wet there. conditions. It was almost and, this, as if Kimi Kimi was. In project cars on the blue tyres and forgot that he had blue tyres. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it seemed like. You know what I mean? Like the way he struggled. And then Alonso almost was a passenger in the end. Exactly. And then the back just kicked out and Alonso was a bit of a passenger. Yeah. And the crash was very similar to like a project cars where you just launch over the front of the car. Yes. Yeah. I think it's something that unfortunately happened at Monza to you, yourself and Stu. Yes. I particularly remember. Which, yeah. Much to my amusement. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but, I mean, once again, we, uh, we have to mention it. Possibly uh, a Grand Prix that was no better than Canada for McLaren. Again, how embarrassing. And I think that, you know, the boss for Honda was there as well. Um, so He did. He arrived there, didn't he, on Saturday? It is. He did. Who's to blame for this? Is it McLaren? Is it Honda? Is it 50-50? I don't know why you're asking me. You're the McLaren fan. What do you think? What do you think? I think it's got to be Honda because I mean they weren't this bad last year. I think you got to put put, (coughs) maybe maybe seventy thirty Honda. No, I don't think you can blame completely Honda, but they are the they are the obviously the the factor that's changed things over the last three or four years with McLaren because obviously Mm. they were they weren't this bad you know the last few years. They are. <clears throat> what was Button's fault? I don't know, and something engine related, and probably possibly. I'm not. I, I, to be honest, Alex, I, I, without looking back, um, I'll, I'll have to check. But yeah, it was that or the gearbox or something like that. Um, <coughs> I think, from what my understanding is, is they are saying that they've got a pretty strong chassis. It's just, yes, it's not working, and you know. Um, I I don't know. I I just think. I mean, there's a big massive joke, wasn't there, before the Grand Prix about how far down the grid they could go. Yes. And where they could end up, and everyone was just like, because there comes a point where you just can't add any more penalties, and McLaren were just at the back, and then there were, you know, how many how many penalties are you going to have during the race? Um, it just got really, really stupid. It just seemed that that car. Is what, given how many penalties that was going on in Austria, yep. I cannot imagine they're going to go to Silverstone and be faultless. No. In two weeks, you've gone from having one of the, if not the most unreliable car ever in Formula One almost, um, to suddenly having a car that's reliable without any faults. We don't really, I don't really see that happening in Silverstone. No, I mean, they managed quite a few laps in the test, but yeah, you're right, I don't see that happening. Every weekend, there's been, there's been something wrong. Even if one car's finished, the other car hasn't. They've never got, <coughs> from what I remember, two cars across the line on Sunday. Yeah. And massive disaster, massive PR disaster. 
Um, you, you know, there, it was a disappointing livery at launch for a lot of people, where McLaren kind of teased the Marlborough colours. Uh, maybe we shouldn't have expected it anyway. Would have been a bit of nice nostalgia, I guess. Um, but there's very... I can't, I'm struggling to say anything positive about McLaren, other than the fact that, the sh- you said, as you said, the chassis is meant to be good. Unfortunately, that's... Uh, they can say that all they want. Uh, there's been no proof of that, though, has there, from mm. our point of view? I mean, Monaco, fair enough. They, they finished eighth. There were a couple of retirements anyway. OK, that's not too bad. They weren't exactly fast, were they? Um, and that's a, a track where your engine's not really going to matter all that much. Yeah. <coughs> so, I've got something positive to say about them. Yeah. The sponsors show up a lot better on the uh, current <laughs> livery than they did on that chrome... Silver that, one. Well, you know what? That, that's probably the nicest thing you've said about McLaren since we started the podcast. I know. I'm, I'm just reading it, by the way. I'm not. It's not my opinion. Oh, I'm oh, just right, reading okay. it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. It, I just. I know you're going to Silverstone next week, but um, you've really got to be thinking to yourself. Oh, I've already predicted. The, my, my prediction is going to be uh, Hamilton, Button, Stevens, and all wow. the podium. That's very patriotic, isn't it? It is. It is. It is. Would you be happy with that result? Probably not, I'd imagine. No. No. What if no. Will, what if Will Stevens won? Would you be say like you missed the race? How right? on earth could he no, win? No, no, this is, okay, think tell of this. me. No, tell me. Tell me how he's going to win. I have no idea. Massive crash. Very lucky. Um, safety car comes out with five laps left. He puts the right tires on. Everyone else is on the wrong tires and has to pit. There you go. Okay. Um. um would you say like if uh, I'm assuming he's going to be yes, but imagine the scenario. Say like you missed the race because of whatever reason. You 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 someone uh, ruins it on Facebook saying Stevens wins the British Grand Prix. Would you go back and make sure you watch that race? Well, yeah, because I'd want to know how it happened. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Um, but, but yeah, realistically speaking, McLaren, I think, I I think at the moment they're going to struggle to I think finish any 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 higher than maybe sixth or seventh, um, and that's being generous. That is for Silverstone. Oh no, Silverstone! I think they need to be lucky. I think the only chance, the only way they will get some points is if we do have a ridiculous unreliability or something similar to the tyre failures with Pirelli that year. I think twenty thirteen, or um, possibly a, a wet race with fantastic strategy calls. Yeah, it, well, we're not going to get a wet race because I think we're going into one of the hottest weeks of the year coming up, aren't we? Yeah, which, ironically enough, might help Ferrari coming up Silverstone. That's true. That's true. Um, they do love the heat. They do. Yeah, they they, they do. They, they do. Look, they do love the heat. It'll be, it'll be really interesting. Um, so obviously, obviously, uh, I want I want a Lewis win, but 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 we'll, we'll see. Uh, but there you go. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty much it for the uh, um, for, for the Austrian Austrian Grand Prix. Who was your man of the race? Um, Rosberg. Rosberg? Yeah. Okay. He deserved it pretty much right from the start of the weekend. And, uh, okay, he made a fault in qualifying, but this is about the race. Um, I don't... I think that he, you know, he just needed to do what he did. And, yeah, I I can't really think... Anyone else, really? Yeah, okay, you probably look at maybe Massa as getting in third, but... Yeah, see, Massa was going to be my, my, my man of the race, but to get his first, uh, to get his uh, 
Well, not his first, is it? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, his first, yeah. I was going to say Massa then. Um, his first podium of the year. Uh, special mention to Rosberg, obviously. He, he he beat Lewis Hamilton fair and square. Um, it would have been. I do feel that Lewis was a bit deflated after his five second penalty. I, I kind of felt potentially he could have been faster towards the towards the end of the race, but I think that kind of like killed it. But that was Lewis's mistake. Um, he was asleep, and it was a really stupid mistake as well, which which he deserved. He completely deserved, and he should be angry at himself. Everyone knows about the line that's been been drummed into you for years, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean if there was a, a, a stupid award, I think for the race, he'd, he'd probably get it. Yeah, you know? I, I very uh, much agree with that one. Yeah, and and really, I think um, the race was comp- if it wasn't lost at the start, it was completely lost there at that point because yeah. there's no way he was getting past Rosberg, uh, um, you know, at, at the best of times, as well as getting five seconds ahead. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, well, well done, obviously. Well done, obviously, Nico Rosberg. He, he deserved it. I felt. I felt. Um, and I want to get your feelings on this. Um, had Rosberg obviously got the lead, and I think I honestly think had Hamilton passed him in the race to win the race, ultimately at any point. For me, I once again I think that like Lewis winning also that may have mentally completely destroyed Rosberg again for the next few races. You know. Rosberg thinking, what can I? What do I have to do to beat this guy? I think it was quite important that Rosberg won this on the track. Okay. I felt that had Lewis passed him uh, during the race to win, to win the race, I think that that probably would have. Uh, I think that would have been another notch in Hamilton's 2015 championship campaign. Mm, yeah, especially going into the British Grand Prix. Yeah, I, I mean, at the moment, rightly or wrongly, what happened at Monaco, but there's nine points in it. It's still quite even. Um, I mean, we forget that at the moment, the championship's a lot closer than it was this time last year. Mm. I think we've, uh, and even the media's forgotten that um, because of this very lackluster average F1 season we're having. Yeah. So, there we go. Yeah. So on to on to the news, if there is any. I've got some. Talk to me. Um, so figures have been released for viewing figures. Ooh. Um, and make of it what you will. Uh, Italian TV figures are up by fifteen percent on la- wow. on uh, on last year. That's got to be because Ferrari. I mean, uh, have teased. Let's say that they that they've got a chance. Yeah. There's no Italian drivers still. <coughs> no, but I think um, Italy's a lot more about Ferrari. <laughs> excuse me, Ferrari than Italian drivers, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so fifteen percent's quite that a is... lot when you consider. But it'd be interesting to see how much, for example, the viewing figures went down last year. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm, I'm sure they must have gone down significantly mm. with Alonso not even winning a race or looking like he would. Hmm. Um, so UK TV figures are up 5%. That's good. Now, do you know if they take the figures from BBC and Sky? I mean, I don't. I've got no idea. I'd get... I'd guess you'd combine the two, wouldn't you? You kind of have to, wouldn't you? Um... Or would you take them independently? So you'd say BBC figures from last year, BBC figures from this year, BBC figures um, Sky from last year, Sky from this year, and work out that... Across the board, they're five percent up. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I, I mean, the most telling one's going to be, I think, the BBC audience because Sky's got a paywall, hasn't it? Yeah. Essentially, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, you're right. Possibly, five um, percent up. Obviously, British World Champion uh, Hamilton doing well. I mean, that that's, that is the reason. 
It has to be because it's a horrible. Ooh, I've, uh, away. Break, breaking news! Breaking news! Oh yeah. BBC figures are up eight percent from last year. Oh wow! Sky Sports down sixteen percent. Really? Yes. <clears throat> breaking news! Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that to me is really, really interesting. That to me, uh, possibly, we have a British guy. So on Freeze TV, they're thinking Lewis Hamilton, champion, possibly going to win it this year. We'll watch yeah. the highlights of the race. Yeah. Sky. My thinking at the moment then is boring F1 season. The last one wasn't particularly great. Mercedes is dominant. I'm not going to pay for it anymore. There is that. Obviously, with Sky, a lot is based on your financial situation. Yep. You know, if you've got to make cuts amongst your family budget, you know. Sky's Sky's one of the first things to go, isn't it, really? Yeah. Especially if you can start watching... um, F1 online via BBC. Yeah, and I think Sky now, I think when you look at the now playing, um, which they are now and that own or whatever, TV, now TV even, um, you can almost buy a Grand Prix weekend for, I think, £7 or something. Yeah. And when you think about the fact that when BBC doesn't have it live, you can buy £7, I think, online, so you won't get HD, but that wouldn't matter to me. I think that is a lot more... For, you know that is a lot more sensible money wise than yeah. having a full on subscription subscription for Sky. So British Grand Prix is live on the BBC. Okay, all sessions are live. I don't need it. Hungary Grand Prix if it's not live on the BBC, I'll pay seven pounds for the weekend or watch the race. Yeah. Um, but you and I, I said before the podcast, we would happily if we didn't have Sky, I'd happily still pay up to ten pounds. You know, ten pounds a month, maybe maybe even between ten to fifteen at absolute most for the Sky for for the uh, obviously the, the Sky Channel. Mm. Yeah, I, a lot of depends on work, you know. If I find that I'm having to record stuff or I can't watch the race live, then I feel that it's not necessarily worth the money because yes. you're then having to record it. Um, and I prefer to watch it in live. And then in which case, you know, you might as well just record it off BBC and get it for free. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, in terms of in terms of work, when when you do miss a race. Do you watch the race as it as if it's live without any spoilers or anything, or you're not too bothered? Uh, I find myself, especially in the last couple of races, watching it and then going fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. <laughs> oh, oh, something might have happened there. Reverse, reverse. No, nothing. Okay. <laughs> Would it be a case of if we'd had, for example, um, Mercedes, Williams, and Ferrari winning races this year across the board? you probably wouldn't fast-forward it that much, would you? You'd be more, I don't want to watch the race, it could be exciting, I don't know who's going to win. Would yeah. you all like that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, so, okay, okay. So, I mean, we can, we can also blame the fast-forward on the boring season, then, can't we? Yeah. Your use of the fast-forward button. Yes. I, I've potentially destroyed the UK figures <laughs> with my fast-forward button. Well, there you go. So, you're, you're to blame. Do you th- I mean, I, do, I don't know when the F1 contract is up for renewal. No, neither do I. Because it'd be interesting to see if, if the figures are down with Sky, that channel must cost them a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, it's Sky, isn't it? At the end of the day, I don't. You just, I mean, obviously they make money through sort of advertising, don't they? Um, but you know, they have to probably pay a lot over to Bernie for the use of historic Grand Prix. 
um, to show. I think that's why they don't show that much during sort of non-GP weekends because otherwise you'd just constantly replay races, wouldn't you? Yeah, and that annoys me. The fact that, obviously, Bernie Eccleston, there's a massive paywall behind... I mean, you you and I have said... You know, for like a small three ninety nine or four pound fee, a lot of people would probably subscribe to Formula One if they could watch, for example, every race ever. I know yeah. that's difficult to do. Yeah. From the, I mean, that'd be that'd be fantastic. Every race and qualifying session would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah. Reliving some of those great moments, but but uh, yeah, potentially because of FOM, the company that Bernie controls, that's obviously that's obviously a no. And this is a, this is a place where, obviously, I know from WWE, the wrestling app and other football apps, you can watch like every pay-per-view, for example, or maybe every classic match in the NFL and things like that. And I think Formula One is behind the times a lot in, in terms of in terms of stuff like that and on demand. Yeah. And it's not Sky's fault. No, 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 exactly. It's it's, it's Bernie uh, just to, to, trying to top up these uh, little pension pot. Yeah, I mean, interestingly, um, talking about Bernie, Eddie Jordan's come out on the BBC website and said Bernie should quit or retire. So, Why? Because he feels that um, you know he's done, he's done, he's done really well up until now. The sport is changing, um, and he's potentially not the best person to lead the sport into the new era. Era. Well, so. I don't think Bernie's not. I think Bernie's a good businessman. Don't you know? Don't get me wrong. And I don't really think it's not Bernie who's controlling the rules and regs, though, is it? Well, it's the FIA, and I think Bernie has a big input. And I think the FIA should be a bit more headstrong. Um, as I said, I think we, as I mentioned on the last podcast, I didn't like him, but at least with Max Mosley, rightly or wrongly, he'd make a decision and pretty much stick to it. Yeah. Um, to be fair to him, yeah. So, they, they, I mean, I I, th- I can't see Bernie being around in four or five years' time, though. I think. No, 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 no. I mean, I don't know what he is now. Is he in his eighties? I think he is. Yeah. Uh, I, I, he's definitely in the twilight of his uh, management career. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, it'd be, it'd be, I mean. It'll be interesting I mean, because what we don't want, for example, and I never wish this on anyone, is to is to is to wake up one morning and obviously for any for you know for a, um, Bernie obviously uh, either becomes ill or, or or unfortunately, which we don't want, passes away, which would be horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then what? I mean, so like it happened tomorrow. What would happen to F one then? It'd be interesting. I don't know. You know. Yeah. There doesn't seem to be any plan going forward after Bernie. No, there's obviously got to be someone. They must have discussed plans. Um, you'd like to think so you'd like to think so but I don't know there's probably a if he went I'd imagine it would be a group that would run it rather than him as an individual yes you know barter shares from probably the Middle East and that kind of thing if F1 went on the stock market um, properly would you buy shares in it uh, no I'd buy one and have would you not point no 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 1% oh okay um, I don't I, I I wouldn't on the basis that there's too many there's always rumours of breakaways that's true I, 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 w- I would buy it as a fan cause I think I've got shares in, in WWE for example I'd buy it as a fan I wouldn't buy it for an investment no no I don't think you could could you really yeah no no I think especially at the moment it's a bit too unsteady but there you go a- any more news any more news do you know what other than there was F1 testing in Austria wasn't there there was not much happened. Mercedes, Rosberg was fastest, I think. Hamilton uh, wasn't there for some whatever reason. Um, he was in Monaco with Pharrell Williams. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Um, make that what you will. Well, 
this is the thing. Do you think Hamilton's spreading himself too thinly? I mean, um, my, I was having a conversation with my brother about him, and, and obviously we like Hamilton. We want him to win the race. I mm. want him to win the championship. Along with Jensen Button, at the moment, he's my favourite driver. However, um, he came into F1 as this, you know, the new guy, very much the underdog against Alonso. You felt like the people were behind him, and now he walks around with this big gold chain, uh, diamond-studded earrings. He's he's not the Lewis Hamilton that came into Formula One in two thousand seven that the, the 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 British media and the British public seem to warm towards straight away. And yeah. he, he's almost he's I don't want to say um oh I forgot I forgot his name. Who's the, who's the, who's the uh, he he's he's slowly he could potentially be coming like the Floyd Mayweather of of Formula One. If he's not careful, um, you know, like, uh, where Floyd obviously walks around with bags of money, shows off his riches, and is who's not... this? Floyd Mayweather, boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? Who? Lewis Hamilton. Oh, yeah. The... In the way he's obviously portrayed by the media with, with his big chain, with his big chain, and and, and things like that. Now, fair enough. He's got the money. He absolutely deserves. Should he want to to, to flaunt his to flaunt all his money if he wants, the private jets and the yacht. However, I'm only thinking from a marketing, you know, put my marketing head on point point of view, that's not going to warm you to people and that potentially might not always sell the best, have the best, uh, you know, view for the sponsors. Mm. But also don't forget that his management is not um, an, uh, like Hulkenberg, etc., managed by someone in F1. His management is all about getting him seen amongst celebrity. Yeah, but he, you're right. But he, then, he was at the premiere of the Minions film the other day, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't, I think that's nice. I mean, as a world champion, I think even Bernie said he's the best, in Bernie's opinion, he said he's the best world champion we've had in terms of exposure and stuff, which is, which is, uh, yeah, but I can't help but, I can't help but feel when you look at people like, uh, go back far back as Jim Clark, a recent era, for example, Michael Schumacher, or even Fernando Alonso, and even Sebastian Vettel, yeah. they were a lot less in the public eye, rightly or wrongly, uh, you know, apart from, I think, their, their home country, and especially a, uh, Michael Schumacher, he was m- much more about making the team better, making the car better, focusing on that, rather than be, going to the premiere with my diamond earrings. Yeah. Um, and I just hope it's not to the detriment of, of for example, Lewis's 2015 championship and, you know, cha- championship charters and beyond. Mm. Which it could be, maybe. Yeah. But Well, people have asked questions why he wasn't at the test. And, uh, quite rightly. I mean, how much is he getting paid? Well, after, after Austria, I think, you know, and he wasn't on it, um... You know, Rosberg was there, but they just chose not to use Lewis. Um, and Derek Warwick has asked or raised the question why he wasn't dragged in. And it, rather than just being quiet, he's found, you know, sunning himself. Um, and I appreciate, you know, people have got to relax. They've got to take time out. Of course. Um, I understand that. Um, but he's hobnobbing with celebrities. Yeah. Um, while your teammate's testing, it's probably not the best thing to do, is it? To make it quite obvious. Yeah. So, but, but and then go. it raises that question around dedication, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. It, absolutely. Absolutely. It does. Um. Yeah. It's unfortunate with Lewis, really. I mean, I mean, he does wear his heart in his sleeve, which I think the press like and and the and the public like do do an interview. But sometimes you can't help but feel, occasionally, he's he's his own worst enemy. Mm. So. 
Um, you know, and if he, and I'm sure if we don't, if Rosberg blows him away at the British Grand Prix, which I don't think is going to happen, yeah, but say if Rosberg wins the British Grand Prix and does another Austria, people are going to look back to the test and say, well, that's why you're not dedicated enough. Uh, yeah. Possibly. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. There you go. There um, you go. Well, if that's the last bit on the news. If that's that pretty is, much yeah. it for the news this week. Onto onto the Silverstone preview. Unfortunately, I cannot. I don't have the Silverstone by the numbers at this point, which the BBC normally have up for us. Um, um, Silverstone is a track. <laughs> there you go in in Northamptonshire. I've got a few facts though. Along with the Italian Grand Prix, it's the longest running race on the calendar, Alex. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um. Uh. I, I, yeah, because the French Grand Prix is gone as well, isn't it? So uh, the British Grand Prix was held at Brooklands in Surrey in 1926. Oh, you mean the longest running, not as in time, as in it takes one hour, 45 minutes on a race. You mean longest... The longest yeah, the longest race on the calendar, sorry. Okay. Yeah. I think the longest running race is probably Monaco or Singapore. I think that it gets near the two hour in terms of time. That's the nearest one near the two hour mark. Mm. Obviously, it was first held in 1948 at Silverstone. Uh, in 1950, it was the first round of the official F1 championship. Ferrari's first win was in 1951. Jim Clark and Alan Prost have won the race five times. Mansell's won it three. David Coulthard's won it once. Twice, sorry. James Hunt crossed the line in 76. This was at Brown's Hatch, but was later disqualified. Because he didn't complete a full lap when the race was stopped. 85, Keke Rosberg did a pole lap. Average speed, uh, 160 miles per hour, making it the fastest at the circuit in the world at the time. I think Montoya beat that at um, Monza at one point. Okay. Um, about 350,000 people will attend the race weekend this year, and normally about 125,000 on race day. I will be one of them. Circuit is 3.66 miles long, and it, uh, the race is 52 laps. It used to be 60, didn't it, underneath the old guys? Pretty much 60 laps, if I remember. About that. Um, 10,000 litres of tomato sauce will be used in the catering wagons around the circuit. Bizarre fact, I didn't really know that. Um, Maggot's Corner is the fastest circuit of any in the world, apparently. I didn't know this, with cars taking it up to 180 miles per hour and pulling 4.5G. Maggot's being the first part of the... Beckett's, whatever, Maggot's, Beckett's, whatever, yeah. I suppose... I don't... Is that really the fastest? I figured 130R, maybe, that, or possibly even a, a Rouge, maybe, or Blanchemont. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I know you can take, you can take Beckett's flat, can't you? Mm. If it is the fact you go round cops, so so cops you you lift or just brush the brakes, don't you? Thinking about it, yeah. And yeah, if it is the first corner, you take it flat and you don't really slow until the the second of those three corners. Yeah, yeah. So, so it may well be, it could be. I don't know. I find well, it's, it's got to be very very. I'd imagine it's also based on the fact of the degree of the corner. So it's probably quite a tight corner uh-huh. and you can do it flat and you're literally right on the edge whilst the the um, down at Suzuka is probably an easy flat out corner. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. I see what you mean, yeah. No, I feel when I'm driving that, I feel more, I feel the car's more on the edge and I feel I'm really pushing it. Like you uh, at um, at uh, what was the, what was the corner again? Is it Maggots, Beckett's, and Chapel? Yeah, Mag- at Maggots. Maggots Chapel, I feel yeah. the car's really on the edge there. Whilst the one thirty R, it, it it's, it's a bit it's more not, planted. It, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, there's no real challenge at Spa either. 
No. You know, you just whack on the whack, you know, just keep accelerating throughout the whole corner and there's no real, you know, you've got to make sure you get it right because with with maggots, if you don't get it right, you can't get it flat. You've got to make sure you get the angle just right. Yeah, you can't get it flat. And if you don't, and I've met, there's many a time, for example, when I think when I've done time trial at Silverstone, or many things, including Project Cars, where if I've got maggots wrong, it messes up the It rest messes of the up that whole sector of corners. Yeah, a bit like the first few corners at Suzuka, you know, the S's. Um, yeah. Yeah, it messes up that. And, and if you get maggots wrong, normally, I, sometimes I'll end up going off the track for yeah. come the next corner because I'm not in position or if, if I've hit the kerb a bit too hard, it, it, you know, the car's not in the right place. Yeah, you're right. So, okay. Yeah, it may it may well be. Um, uh, have, and the crowd apparently has an impact at Silverstone. British drivers have won the event 22 times compared to the most successful nations, Germany and Australia, who have uh, only won have five wins apiece, I think, at their home Grand Prix. So not bad. Because they've got lack of Australian drivers. That's why they. That's why the <laughs> Australian Grand Prix is not so good. We've always had English drivers. Yeah, and quite a lot of the time, we've had English drivers in competitive teams as well. And hope, fingers crossed, long may it come, long may it continue. Um, hopefully. Wow. But, then, but there you go. It'll, you know what? It'd be really interesting. And what I'd like in one way, even though I'm not, I, you know, they're not my favourite team, I would really like a top, a top line British driver in a Ferrari. The, the last time that happened was Nigel Mansell. Um, yeah. Um, Eddie Irvine, sort of, but he wasn't going to win a World Championship, was he? Uh, so. Oh, no. I think there'll be a while before we see that. Yeah, it's, it's normally foreign. It's normally foreign drivers, isn't it? And uh, and most British drivers. Yes, I think a lot of people want to drive a Ferrari, but I can't help but feel they're just as happy, for example, driving for McLaren or maybe Williams if they're up there, and other teams. Whereas a lot of European drivers, Ferrari, quite often is the ultimate goal for many many drivers, aren't they? Yeah. Um, you know, you know, uh, being you know the the, the the unfortunately I've got to admit it, about the most famous team in Formula One and the most successful. Yep. I mean, I've got to take a new and with the best drivers. I don't know about that, but I'm. I'm <laughs> I don't know about that, but I'm, I've got to take my new now. Unfortunately, um, after that admission. Okay. Yeah, sorry about that. Um. So onwards to our predictions, Alex. Yeah. So last race, uh, yeah. neither, neither of us got any points. So what are we on still? We're still on. Uh, I can't find it now. I had it. I had it with me a minute ago. Uh, I was thinking I was ninety-eight and you were hundred and eighty. That's it. Yeah, ninety-eight. Something. Um, basically, we were nowhere near. And for part fastest lap. Um, I went with Hamilton, you went with Massa, and Rosberg got the fastest lap. 98, that's it. Yeah. So, uh, we're still the same. Yeah. So, okay. you've already made your prediction. Oh, yeah, haven't I? Or are I you said, not being serious? No, no, go for it. No, I know, I said it, I said it, I said it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it. I'm going to stick with my dream prediction. It's not going to happen. I might well get Hamilton winning the race, though. Okay. Hamilton, Button, and Stevens. Stupid prediction. Absolutely crazy. You know, I, 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 I think Alex. Yeah. If 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 I predict that right, I think I win straight away, the whole season. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your new offense really kicking in now, isn't it? It, it is, it is, isn't it? Um, what is, if that's my prediction, what's yours? Um, as much as it pains me, I'm going to say Hamilton first. Oh, do, do you want? Do, do we to pass that new offense? Yeah. There are other payments. Cyanide capsule, yeah. actually. Cyanide capsule. Um, I'll go with. We'll go Rosberg second, and we'll go. It's just plain. It's just and Vettel third. Yeah, I've written. Funny enough, I'd written that down already. Had you? Uh, right, Hamilton. The Millington Hamilton. I went Hamilton, Rosberg, and Vettel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There, um, you, there you go. Fastest lap. Fastest lap. Um, I'm going to go for Hamilton. You'll go Hamilton. I am going to probably say. Oh, I need the points. Rosberg. That's just like Rosberg. Um, <laughs> shall we? Uh, do you want for another five extra points? Um, have a guess. Points. Have a guess which uh, what lap McLaren are going to fail? <laughs> which I'm lap they're going to what? Which lap? How, how long McLaren will last? <laughs> I'm, jo- I'm joking. No, but, I mean, there you go. I'm not. Let's okay, 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 let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, okay, I'm going to say both McLarens. Did you want to say what lap they're going to be out or what lap they'll be out by or what? And who's, who's the closest? Both McLarens out by how many laps? Is it 60 lap race? 52. 62. I say both McLarens out by lap 45. Oh! I'm going... Okay, both McLaren's out. I'm going to say one McLaren's going to make it to the end. Ooh. So, basically, if they're both out, you win. If one makes it to the end, I win. Okay. Both McLaren's out by lap 45. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> For five points. Mix I wonder it. what the odds would be on that one. Do, I can't... I'm pretty... Surely, if you went to a bookie, if you said both McLaren's retired, they, they'd have odds for that, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what they'd be. No, probably pretty poor, I'd imagine. I think you wouldn't win much money back if it happened. No, because it's a damn surefire bet, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, for whatever reason. Okay, there we go. So, that's our, that's our predictions. Um, onto onto our gaming news. F1 2015 is out soon. Project Cars are releasing a patch 2.0. Um, Drive Club, the PlayStation Plus edition, you can now download, but I believe it's offline only. All this to talk about, Alex. I know, it's building up the news, isn't it, on the old gaming front? It's, uh, unfortunately, I find the gaming front more interesting than I do the current F1 championship, regrettably. Mm. Okay, so where, where, do we, where should we start? Let's get F1 2015 out of the way. Yeah, okay, F1 2015, all received. So, F1 2015, uh, it's due out now, not this week. The 10th, isn't it? No, I got it wrong, not the 11th. The 10th, yeah, not June. not next weekend, but not next Friday, but the Friday after. July the week 10th. Week Friday. July, yeah. 
I mean, once again, they're releasing it on a non... I've always thought this, on a non-Grand Prix weekend, where surely I think they'd get more sales than day one if it was a Grand Prix weekend. Bear yeah. in mind, it would have been the British Grand Prix. Yeah. And, you know, I think with possibly... Along with uh, maybe like Germany in terms of Europe, Britain, Germany, and Italy, you know, probably you know one of their three biggest uh, targets in Europe. People yeah. buying the game. Well, let's let's not forget though that the marketing team for Codemasters is poor. Is there a marketing team for Codemasters? You wonder. Or is there one? They have released a TV spot on Facebook. I've seen. Which gets... uh, yes, um, they have published their TV advert. It looks okay. It gives it's off. A bit. All right. Yeah, I mean, I think now I'm confident in saying the graphics are a, are an improvement over 2014. Now, now, now I've seen like the on-screen, you know, the proper footage. Let's say, yeah, um, it's going to really be how they play because I feel that I feel that they've taken so much out of the game with career and obviously potential. You know, the online co-op championship. Bear in mind what we don't know what you can do in the online. If there's you know the online mode yet, that. You're kind. You're kind of getting a, a game that's fifty percent less than F1 2014, which was even less than 2013 because it didn't have classic cars. Yeah. So it really has to be. We're talking about the actual on-track action and the handling has to pretty much be nine out of ten at the very least for this to be successful. I think. Um. Yeah. There's still not a huge amount coming out from it about how it is to drive it or anything. We're still a bit sort of unaware of really what the game's going to offer us. Yeah, we are. Uh, agreed. Sort of news or, or reviews have have not... Well, all we know is that it's been playable at E3. Yep. And we've not really heard too much about it. We've seen, obviously, quite a few bits of video footage from it but we still really don't know what the contents is all about no and bear in, <laughs> bear in mind it's uh it's what uh two weeks ago yesterday it'll be out that is really crap yeah yeah i mean uh, yeah it's uh, it, and um from all the other codemasters codemasters released from 2010 i know they had a 2009 game uh this has been the worst in terms of marketing and, and leading up to it. I have not... Even 2014 was better than this. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there seems to be no fanfare whatsoever for their first next-gen uh, ne- ne- next title. It's really disappointing. I know they're adding the 2014 uh, cars in there. Uh, okay, thanks. I'd rather have, like, 1994 or something, but there you go. Um, yeah, last year... Yeah. Um, because they had to test with last year's cars, didn't they? Obviously, in development. Mm. But so you know, so for them, it's no, no real effort at all to add that. Yeah, I know I'm sounding cynical, but yeah. Well, we the next time we speak, we'll have a better understanding of the game. Whether or not any of us will have the game, that's another question. Absolutely, yes. We hopefully will have a better understanding of the game. Fingers crossed. Uh, as well as previewing, I think, the Hung- Hungarian Grand Prix. There won't be a German Grand Prix, will there, obviously, this year? So there'll be a nice big gap, unfortunately. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll have plenty. Uh, yeah, yeah. So so we may well be getting the game on release date. It depends. We, 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 I know neither of us are 100% sure yet, are we? No. No. So, um, oh, interesting. Steve Hood's no longer the lead designer, isn't he? He's gone. 
Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. I was listening to one of the uh, YouTube videos that both of us. I forgot the name now, uh, but he was saying that Steve. Uh, um, no, it was Inside Sim Racing. Sorry, and oh, I was yeah. saying that that, that um, Steve Hood is obviously gone, and uh, the guy that used to be the handling whatever coordinator or something like that is now is now the main, the uh, the main guy. Okay. So yeah, there you go, Steve Hood. Mate, hopefully, on to bigger and better things. We'll see. Mm. So. So that's covered. Um, touch on Drive Club, shall we? Yeah, Drive Club, PS Plus edition. Free. Free, but no online, which is the game's key thing, essentially, isn't it? No. Okay. But we just need to touch on that one. The the um, It's not online, but they're planning to slowly release it onto online because they're just testing the servers apparently has in your opinion drive club has it been a complete disaster bearing in mind it was meant to be a launch day with playstation plus edition the free edition as well as the special edition when the playstation launched bearing in mind and, and, and all the problems because it looks like a lovely game graphically Graphically, yeah, far better than any Need for Speed title or anything like that. The weather concept is fantastic. It looks the business, um, but it's failed to deliver on the fact that, to me, you can pretty much just throw cars into the corner like like some sort of arcade game. Yeah, uh, they, I mean, yeah, there you go. I mean, it is PlayStation's answer, I feel, to the Forza Horizon, but... Um... Uh, yeah, I'm not really into <clears throat> those kind of games, unfortunately. I think, like you, I, I much prefer my track games. Yeah. Um, it has been downloaded, and I am in the process, or will be in the process of playing it, but I find myself switching to Project Cars when I think if I'm going to get some gaming in, I find myself going to Project Cars. But I'll test it out, but at the moment it's free. It saved me whatever the cost of it is. Um, obviously, if you want some DLC, you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, and I think in between, obviously, Silverstone in Germany being a massive gap, I imagine, I, I think our podcast is probably going to be 50% talking about the games. Hopefully, obviously, with a Drive Club, F1 2015, and even Project Cars uh, 2.0 patch, which we'll talk about in a sec, I imagine, uh, coming out. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, I mean, there you go, F1 2015, Drive Club, fingers crossed about that. We'll have an opinion, no doubt, hopefully, by the time you hear our voices again. After the after the British Grand Prix on the podcast, um, Project Cars then, big patch coming up, hopefully um, beginning of July. You were saying, yeah, let's not hold our breath around uh, release dates. No, let's not. Um, people still complaining about where their second free car is. Well, it's now <laughs> what thirty the thirty days in June, isn't it? Aren't they? Um, yeah, they've got another three days to get that free car. Yeah. That's really bad. I mean, I'm not. I'm not denying the fact that for them, we know that they've obviously released DLC cars. So for them, putting a car in is clearly not that difficult. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. But then the fact that you promise free car once a month, and then the, on the second month, this is not like it's month ten or eleven, you don't deliver. That's almost unforgivable, really. Uh, yeah. You promised it. I personally, for me, I don't care. No. Um, because the. Um, the car is rumoured to be an Audi A1, um, and there's far better cars that I'd prefer to drive. And so for me, I don't mind. What more concerns me is around their timekeeping. And, you know, for DLC or patches or whatever, yes. you know, 
can you can you trust them to release something when they say they're going to do it? No. I mean, you just need to look at how many times the bloody game was delayed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean this. I mean this patch. Uh, for, I, I know we, we we looked at the notes um, the other day. Um, this patch is obviously a much. It's the biggest patch they've done since the launch, uh, and it should correct a lot of things. For example, it should make for myself career mode actually playable. I mean, um, I was telling you how much fun I was having in the Formula B Championship, which I, which I was which I was doing. The only race that I couldn't stand was at Donington race where. Um, it rained halfway through the through the race. I was, I think, third or fourth. Yeah. I pitted for Inters. They s- clearly stayed on slicks, and I know yeah. they. I know for a fact they were on slicks. I saw them. Yeah, and yet yeah. when I came out, uh, there was spray. The track was, you know, glistening. Let's say, yeah, yeah. shiny. Yet there were three fourths. There were about three seconds and that faster than me, and I was on the Inters, and I was pushing so much that I was going off all the time because I was thinking, oh my god, there's something wrong here. And I noticed that they hadn't pitted and they were on slicks. For me. Uh, it's game breaking, really, for the career mode. Yeah, the, um, we are talking about um, a big patch, which seems to aim towards a big clear up regards tire wear. Good, it, and, they, and, they, and they need it. I mean, as much as you and I like, we like doing our six, seven lap races online. But I would really, I think we've almost got to that stage now in some of the tracks where it would be nice to have like a good 15 lap race where we'd, we'd have to pit along with the AI. And, you know, the difference between you and myself winning or being on the podium or not would be down to strategy calls or something like that or, or how good we are in the wet and the weather on like an even playing field with the AI. Having yep. lots of cars and it, it hasn't. And unfortunately, we can't do that yet, can we? No. Um, only this morning um, I've been playing and um, playing online uh-huh. and it was light rain um, to the point of the circuit became shiny um, yet the car still was able to handle um, on slicks Okay. Um, and it was like oh, do it. see in real life terms that you'd probably be pitting for inters um, and I was able to pretty much do the race on light rain, um, and the track was glistening, and the rain was actually falling. You could see it, uh, and uh, you know how how realistic is that? Mm, probably not really. No, I mean, there's nothing wrong. I think with light rain, with a glistening track, there's nothing wrong with being potentially being able to use your slicks. But at the very, but you need to know that okay, if you're gambling on it being a light shower coming and going very quickly you're still going to be about between five and five and maybe ten seconds on the pace off the pace yeah whereas if you pit for inters within about within about four or five laps you would have made up a pit stop so yeah. you have to believe i think i think it should be there where it's a gamble and you think it's going to go back to dry very quickly for example you know maybe if you want to take away but yeah you're right you should not be able that should not be happening though should it no almost you know similar um do you, do you think maybe Steve Hood from Codemasters has come over to uh, Project Cars, slightly mad studios, and possibly? Well, who knows? It could be like Formula One, isn't it? These key people moving on. Yeah, it's a shame, really, because even even in the gameplay modes and some of the videos, we clearly saw that it was a challenge in the wet to drive your car, more so than any Codemasters game when we compared yeah. the two at Project Cars. But that, for whatever reason, that potentially seems to be lost in translation somewhere. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but yeah, so to sort of round up patch 2.0, they are talking it, about it being a stonking patch. Um, and I it, think it's going to fit 
sparks a lot of tire wear issues, namely around things like burning up your inters when it's dry. That happens a lot quicker. Yeah, because you, uh, you and, and I ended up, I think you were on inters and I was on slicks, weren't you? And uh, and uh, I think I wasn't going to beat you anyway. I was so far behind. But um, uh, you were pretty much, um, I think it was at Monza, wasn't it? Um, the AI were on slicks and you were on inters and you were pretty much matching the AI speed for the next three, four laps without them burning up on a completely dry track. Mm. Um, we also did an online championship where I left it very late to get a qualifying lap in and it started raining and I went out on inters and I still managed to post a third best time behind you. Yeah, I've, we're, and uh, on my dry track, when it just started to rain but the track was dry, I think you were... I mean, my, my, my lap wasn't a stonking lap by all means. I mean, that was a fantastic lap you put in. I hold my hand up. But yeah, I think you were within. I think you were might have been within about a second, a second and a half as well, which mm. is not. Which which if you had to go out on inters, we're looking at really four or five seconds slower, really at best. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It, I mean, Project Cars. Both of us have said it's one of the best driving games we've ever ever played, even without obviously those fixes in terms of some of the short races we've had and online. It's fun and you know the good replays and etc. But I think, I think, I mean, say like if we think the game's maybe at the moment, now we played it, maybe an 8, eight out of 10. If the patch sorted out, once all the problems are sorted, it, for me it would be a 10 out of 10 game, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, there's still a lot to come, still a lot to come. Um, I think, I don't know, we could be coming into July where we'll see a patch update, probably a DLC pack as well, won't we? Yeah, but a track and I think we'd do a, de- a, 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 new, a new livery pack as well. Yes. Um, that will come out, because I think the livery packs are going to be possibly free every two months. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. And obviously, um, we, we can't go without um, mentioning Project Cars 2 got announced, which upset a few people. Just a bit? Yes. But when what you've was got... it? <laughs> Carry on, Alex, sorry. I, d- I don't think there was many positives to come out of that uh, press release. No. Um, and the general consensus was, why on earth have you just announced a new game when you've not got the first game sorted? And if you've announced the second game, does that mean you're abandoning the first game? There you go. Um, but I think the main focus of number two is that they want to concentrate on rally costs and rallying. Yeah, yes. Um, playing Codemasters at the wrong game, which will be interesting. I probably won't be playing the Rallying and Rallycross much myself. Yeah. I'm sure I'll delve into it. I'm much more of a, you know, you know on the track. But yeah, uh, twice as many cars and stuff has been uh, talked about. But understandably, as you, as you mentioned, people were upset that they haven't even got the first game sorted out and they've announced a sequel. We both, yeah. we all know they'll be working on a sequel, but it's different to be working on it. Even, you know, even confirm you're working on it. Yeah, saying so yeah, yeah, we're looking at a sequel, but 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 to suddenly advertise, have a poster and everything like that, and and then um to uh, this you know they they had the crowdfunding again for Project Cars two, that was a massive mistake. Yes, crowdfunding for a game that's now sold a million copies. Yeah, and in counting, and counting, I imagine, um, not good, not good, unfortunately. But there you go. There we go. But hopefully patch, uh, patch 2, by the time uh, we speak again, would have fixed a lot and we'll have lovely things to say about, about, about Project Cars. We will. There you go. Well, that's, well, unless you've got anything to say, Alex, that's pretty much about it. I think that wraps up today's uh, podcast. And um, 
I think, yeah, we, 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 the next one, I think will probably be quite a full packed one. What with you being in Silverstone, um, how much do tickets cost by the way? Uh, do we all know? Um, Did uh, you have to remortgage I, I got at all? A, yeah, pretty much. A three-day ticket, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I can't go on Friday because I, I work. I can't get off for various reasons. But I think my mum's going instead of me. Um, but yeah, it's 170 for the three days. I think it was mm, general like admission. General admission. Yep, yeah, it was 120 just for race day or something. You know. Um, so I think it was. I could be wrong. Um, the parking there is about 65 quid. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Well, there you uh, go. Yeah, sixty-five pounds. What, what do you mean? Parking. I thought parking's free. No, it's not. Where do you park if you can't park? At the circuit. I park at the circuit. It's not so you've free. had to pay for parking. Every year I've gone there since about two thousand five, two thousand six. I pay for parking. It used to be five, ten, twenty-five, and then it's just suddenly gone up fifty. I think it's. I think it was sixty. Now I think my brother paid for it this year, but last year I definitely paid, and it was definitely around the fifty, sixty pound park for parking. So, just to understand this, for a three-day general admission ticket, it's 170-something quid. I think it is, yeah. Plus 60-odd quid for just because that, for the, yeah. a privilege to park at the race circuit. Yeah, and that's parking. I think the parking is on race day and Saturday, but not necessarily Friday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a lot of money. I, I normally end up parking. So, when I come out, I normally park opposite. The, the entrance where I always come in is... Basically, the um, just just after the club, the start finish straight. I pretty much park opposite there. That's where I I come in. You know the pit straight. Wow. So. I didn't think I've never known any racing circuit where you have to pay to park. No, you'd like to think if you get you'd like to think if you got a three day ticket, they'd kind of give you that park passing free. Maybe you know. Mm. Bit- Sounds like they're almost encouraging people to take public transport in to save problems with traffic absolutely i mean with the heat wave it should be right but the problem is uh, the car park i park in as well they've got a massive concrete car park but bear in mind it's 125,000 people on sunday car park i park in is always grass i've only once i think parked on the tarmac bit yeah well on that note i can understand why you need to remortgage yes it's a bit depressing, really, when, when you hear... I know it's back in 05, 06, but some of the Indianapolis tickets, and you know, some of the not-so-good ones, were going for as much as the equivalent of £25, yeah. so I've heard. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i going, hopefully, to Silverstone in September towards the touring cars. That's £30 a ticket. Yeah, and that days. includes parking. Well, there you go, then. I mean, that's really, really bad, isn't it? Part of it is... I mean, I'm sure Bernie... I know Bernie Eccleston's put the... You know, they, Silverstone's argued that they need that much because of obviously Bernie Eccleston and if that's the case then something's very wrong with Formula 1 but I don't know well so yeah I think that's pretty much it then that that is well I guess we'll we'll, we'll speak to you then uh, on the podcast after the British Grand Prix yeah take care don't forget um, we are the Hot Lap show on YouTube and the Hot Lap show on Twitter. There you go. See you later, boys and girls. See you later. Weber has food poisoning and goes beyond the call of duty. Going to retirement. Understood. Box, box, box.